What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the New Wave Podcast. On this week's episode, we're featuring two special guests, Sean and Francesco. And these two entrepreneurs have created a new platform for event ticketing and peer-to-peer payments. So please listen up, stay tuned, and get ready to dive in the pool, baby. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the New Wave Podcast. We got a full cast in here for once. The last couple ones have been uh, solo dolo or maybe two-thirds of the group, but we're all back together. So that means, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Blumel. I got my boy Angelise Pratis and Harry Range back in the cut. And with us today, we have Francesco and... Sean. <laughs> and we have Sean. Oh, dude, that's why I didn't want to do the intro because I didn't want to mess up the names. But anyways, thanks a lot, fellas, for coming through here. Um, been pretty tough to get you guys in. We've been talking for like three weeks. and then, all over the place. Yeah, no, but that's what happens when you run a business, man. You get busy. Um, thanks so much for coming. Basically, how we like to start this podcast off is just give an intro to both of you guys, what you do, a little bit about your background, whatever you feel that people would want to know. Sure. So my name's Francesco. I'm, uh, I should be in fourth year of engineering physics here, but I'm currently doing a year internship at a, a place called the Center for Advanced Computing here in Kingston. A um, little bit of background. I'm from Calgary, Alberta. Great place. If any of you are from there. <laughs> Stampede. Um, oh, yes. Stampede. Stampede. <laughs> um, uh, I came out here because I love the engineering program. And then Sean and I hooked up last year and we both kind of were running our own little side businesses that were kind of similar so we decided to merge together and start bounce yeah and then sean montero supposed to be in fourth year as well biomech student here at queens ran off for a year to general motors and ran their venture capital and their autonomous engineering pretty cool stuff born and raised in calgary but lived in saudi for a little bit so i still love my stampede dream (laughs) specs but uh living the dream with francesco bergen building bounce so what is Bounce? So Bounce is essentially an event ticketing and hosting platform. So I'm sure you guys remember Tilt. Mm-hmm. Yep, the GOAT. Tilt. Yeah, Everyone sure. loved Tilt. <laughs> yeah. Greatest thing that ever happened to Queens. So Tilt got bought out by Airbnb a couple of years ago. Uh, they got bought out for like fire sale price. They were valued at like 400 million once. And when they got bought out, it was only 12 million. So. Oh. They really kind of shit the bed there at the end. Um, the respect reason was, them. yeah, <laughs> respect. I still love Till. Um, <laughs> the reason was they didn't really have a good way to scale, good way to make money. They hadn't really planned that out. They were just trying to get more users, and uh, they couldn't actually make any money that way. So they got bought out for cheap. We realized even a year, two years later, everyone at Queens is like, man, where's Till? Where's the new Till? Like, I need another Till. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, honestly, Let's make it, but let's make it better. And let's make it so that we can actually make money and continue on and do the things that Tilt wasn't able to do. So what makes you guys different from Tilt or Cheddar Up or any of the other services like this that are out there? Yeah, and it, it's actually funny because if you take a look at like Cheddar Up and Eventbrite, like if we told you they existed seven years ago, eight years ago, yeah. you guys wouldn't really they only started blowing up once tilt left the market right but if you take a look at what makes us different it's the functionality okay right you get on the cheddar up you go and sell tickets and for the most part 
that's all you do there. But if you take a look at Bounce, what we try to do for you is give you the opportunity to have a photo gallery or text all your attendees, okay. right? We give you mm-hmm. a better way to interact and give updates to your attendees while still having that little free model where if all you want to do is sell tickets, you can do that, Yeah. right? So, and one of the other kind of niche and cool opportunities that we do is we help entrepreneurship in the different areas that we build out of or the different cities. Okay. So if you take a look at like loud shout out to loud kingston yeah chris jones <laughs> <laughs> but uh chris jones and his team do dj and speaker rentals yep. for events and that fundamentally makes sense to be in one platform with event kind of hosting the event ticketing mm-hmm. so we give you opportunities to kind of sell or like to sell their products on our platform or buy into them at okay. a cheaper rate okay. okay so we're really consolidating the market while giving you that functionality so we make it cheaper to host your event and easier to do yeah, so essentially... So what's, the, what's the benefit for you guys doing that? Like, so, to have Loud on your platform? So essentially, um, so what Sean's been talking about, it's all our event upgrade feature that we've added. So what this is, is we have both these third-party companies like Loud that can sell their speakers on our platform. For us, we get a cut out of that. Mm-hmm. So that's where the money's coming in there. Okay. The other side of it is we have a whole bunch of in-house built uh, features such as an event group chat, photo galleries, uh, texting your event guests with notifications, mm-hmm. things like that, that we built ourselves. And so for that reason, when someone buys that, we don't actually pay anything. It's pure profit. So those two ways are the ways that we make money off those event upgrades. So what did the day one look like? Cause you said you guys were both kind of working on the same problem and then brought it together. So like, yeah. so for me, uh, my summer after second year, uh, a buddy and I got together and we really wanted to learn how to make an iPhone app. And mm-hmm. so we took it upon ourselves, we found a project we liked, and so our idea was we'll make an app where you can see what's going on at all the clubs near you. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, Stages have an event tonight, see what's going on. And then we kind of integrated some location services to be able to see like, okay, there's actually this many people there, do I actually want to go there? Do I want to go here? And so on. So we had a couple features like that never really went anywhere we were kind of shitty at coding at that time so put it to the side when school started again and then you want to talk about what you were doing yeah so we initially ran bounce a couple years ago me a developer and another kind of engineering business kid mm-hmm. and to say it flopped is an understatement <laughs> like we we built the platform we had it moving but we were just trying to do so much at one time yeah. that like we couldn't handle it just our team wasn't big enough we didn't have the contacts and to be quite frank there wasn't a huge differentiator between us and shutter up because we were still selling tickets at a cheaper rate yeah Yeah. so it wasn't until francesco and i kind of sat down and pulled our forces together and said hey like what are you doing that's good what are you doing that's bad Mm -hmm. how do we build this into something that's more unique and that's where we started brainstorming a lot of the like different revenue streams and the additional business model Mm -hmm. that's allowed us to kind of have that like fun- extra functional capital at the end of the day to build and do more things. Okay. So mm-hmm. to be quite honest, like both of our things really sucked day one, <laughs> but if you take it back or you run it like a hundred days later or really like six months later, we've been able to build something that's peaked investors kind of taste and taste buds. Yeah, we essentially came together in April. Uh, we redeveloped all of our code. April uh, of 2018? Yes, this yeah. past April, okay. yeah. So we spent the summer redeveloping everything. We brought on a few other developers to help out. Uh, we brought on a couple other people to help with some business stuff. And then now we're here and we're just finishing up uh, our website and iOS app right now. 
So you said you tried to learn how to code by yourself. I'm sure hundreds and thousands of people always want to say, hey, I would love to code. How'd you go about trying to learn it? So uh, I kind of, in first year, I realized I liked it because of some of the first year Eng courses, but they never really delved too deeply into it. So then in the summer after second year was when I really got into it. And I was here in Kingston for the summer, had a lot of free time. So my buddy and I just spent all of our free time just trying to learn how to code. And um, by the end of it, our skills were pretty solid, but because we had been building that product from the beginning, it was just a lot of crap that had built up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so by the end, we realized this was something that wasn't gonna keep going on. We had to either rebuild the whole thing or just scrap it. Uh, and then from there in my third year was when I really realized that I liked coding. Mm-hmm. So I got really into it took quite a few courses uh, in like computer engineering, computer software, and then I landed this uh, internship, which has been 16 months of software development. And those first couple steps, like, is it just focusing on building the code to make sure what you guys are trying to do works? And then from there, were you guys like, all right, how do we grow? How do we market this? Where does the money actually come in? Or is that like simultaneously as you're building out the platform? I think it was a little bit more simultaneous because it doesn't make sense to develop a code base and have a backend working. And then when you go to launch, you realize that nobody wants your product or somebody's already right. done yeah. it. So it really was the fact that Francesco could handle all the technical developments. I could take a look at the business side and say, this is what we need to do to grow and this is how we should attack the market. Mm-hmm. And being able to prove that if we did build this, we can offset the costs or get some of our other stuff done overseas and still be able to pay that off mm-hmm. being able to kind of source those together and move together is what made us successful in my opinion mm-hmm. and has it cost any money to start so far uh yes yeah, so we've had a <laughs> as of recently our costs have gone up um initially we uh we paid a, a couple of our developers a bit of money honestly we're heavily underpaying them so i feel bad yeah. for them uh, but we're hoping that soon we can land a bit of uh funding that can help us pay some of them um but just recently, uh, we started. Uh, we outsourced our iOS app development to a company in India okay. called Crownstack, okay. and so those costs have gone up quite a bit. Uh, we're paying about uh, twelve thousand dollars for that. Was there any plug there? Like, did you have a connect to the to that company, or was it just like a Google search and you found them? Um, they actually reached out to me when I was working at GM okay. because they built apps for Mercedes and a couple other companies. Oh, wow. And while okay. they were going through my profile, they noticed that I had started bouncing, yeah. started plugging away at, hey, do you need anything for that company? And Francesco and I liked them. Their dev team worked really, really well with ours. So it made sense to kind of throw them together and they right. gave us a sweet deal. You must have been fired up when, you found, when they came across you. Oh, yeah. 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 So much, a lot cheaper than <laughs> some of the companies around yeah, here man. you can get. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go on. When you see so yeah, you outsource that and then what yeah. about the website? Did you guys do that yourself? So yeah, so the website we did ourselves, essentially uh, I handled the whole backend piece. So both our iOS app and our website interact with the same backend, same okay. database. When you say, let's just clarify some things for the audience and for myself. I don't know the difference between <laughs> no, no back problem. end and front end. Yeah, is there a middle end? Or? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, essentially you have your website, you have your iOS app, your Android app. So these are all the front ends of an application, okay. right? Then you have your backend, so this is every all the logic that goes on. So say in our platform you put a payment through. So what you're seeing is you're just clicking send money, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then on the backend, you have to take that money, you have to send it to another user, you gotta update your database, mm. 
handle all that. So that's all the back end stuff. So okay. I can't do websites. I'm I suck at <laughs> yeah. styling. I'm not creative, but back ends were more my thing. So then we hired web, uh, web developers to the front end. And then uh, this company, Crown Second India, is doing the iOS app. Okay. So you guys said you're talking to investors, which is pretty crazy. Um, how early did you guys start? Like, did you have to look at people early, like knowing I'm going to need money if we really want this to work, so we have to raise money? Um, um, lucky for us, we're actually in a unique situation where we don't need the money. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things where we're trying to see what deals we could get what the experience was like because to be quite honest it's different being on the other side of the table than some yeah. of these investors who've been at the table for 20 30 years right so it was us going there just making sure that we were polished and knew what we were doing for other pitches and for like francesco mentioned he, we have all the capabilities to build the front and the back end and get everything moving so it's one of those things where the money helps us out but the internship money from a year of working also allows us to kind of cover and run a little bit further now before we need that investor money yeah we don't want to give up too much equity this early and from talking to more experienced people in the field the biggest thing we found is if you get investment money way too early you're just going to lose your company because they're going to take so yeah. much equity mm -hmm. and right. at this point it's hard to say how much we're worth because we haven't really been <laughs> operating for long enough mm -hmm. yeah. so like some of these pitches we go to the investors and they're like how much are you guys worth like, I have no idea. Yes, like, as good as mine. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And so, so make me an offer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that allows them to take a lot more equity than if we had been operating for, say, a year or two and we actually have some sales to back it. Right, and then right. you so, can kind of have an idea of what you're yeah. looking for and then negotiate that. Exactly. I mean, you guys don't have a business background because you're engineering students, right? Yeah. Was that something you were nervous about or you were like, mm, I don't know if this is going to work? I was that? nervous as hell. Yeah. I think <laughs> this guy kind of, Sean knows it a bit better from his internship. He can kind of talk about that a little more. Yeah. And I, I think one of the niceties about it is that like at Queens, there's so many business kids around. There's so many business yeah. resources yeah. that it's not as much something I was ever nervous about because... The assets that you have in your corner based on people you know, like, it works out. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're smart and you're willing to kind of commit to courses online and making sure you're learning on top of your engineering degree, um, we're able to kind of get it moving to the point where we're going to these investor pitches with proper numbers and projections built out. Mm -hmm. And they're happy with the numbers that make sense. Mm -hmm. But if we were to kind of sit down and just handle solely our engineering degree, we'd be a sunken ship really early on. <laughs> What do you think some of your biggest challenges have been then? Um, I would say one of the biggest challenges was when we came together in April and we had to take all this shit code that we had yeah. and figure out how to do it properly and how to do it in a way that was like industry standard. Right. Yeah. So it was a ton of learning for me and some of the other developers. Yeah. Uh, all the other developers are also Queen students. Mm -hmm. uh, so we really had to kind of learn how to do that. and. We had to reiterate our code so many times, um, kind of like the way we were deploying the servers and so on. Yeah, and I'd say the other piece to it is just time, yeah. right? Like you're when you're back at school, everyone thinks you have a little bit more time, but you're running courses 24-7 and homework mm -hmm. the other yeah. bits of the day. And mm -hmm. when you're working, I found it was probably the best chance that we got to kind of, in the evenings or weekends, just sit down and grind this out or in yeah. the middle of the day take calls and meetings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now that we're both kind of coming back to being at school and whatnot, time is 
the hardest thing that it was back then and it's really difficult to get a piece now as well yeah i bet like the importance of planning is just huge now like you guys have to like yeah. sit down and be like okay this is where we're both free we have to capitalize on this yeah yeah exactly and i'm kind of lucky because right now my internships uh the projects are kind of dying down so i got a lot more free time where i can step out quickly for a meeting or a call uh, but yeah, like I'm not looking forward to coming back to school and having to grind again. <laughs> yeah. Would you had to, like? Did you have to like sacrifice any things that you did before, like at school? Like, are you not going out as much? Are you not sleeping as much? Like, are there other things like that yeah. that are going on? Um, going out as much is an understatement, and I'm definitely not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's. Are you okay? Intervention time, man. <laughs> no, but it's. It, it makes it worth it. It makes it fun. Yeah. Right. Like the fact that I can sit down and really like like what I do yeah. and enjoy it with Francesco and kind of build something that at the end of the day helps parties and events run anyway. So I get my t-shirt yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> not not too shabby. It's like a grind now, shine later sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly. My my biggest thing I found was I had to really give up free time. Like, I don't, I can't just like now chill for two hours and watch Netflix. Right. Yeah. Or like just go hang out with friends all the time. Yeah. Obviously, I still try to make time for that, but I found uh, my free time is really limited at this point. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't really dislike that because I like the feeling of being busy feeling like I'm doing something it is nice to have free time but I find it's a lot nicer to have a bit of free time after you know you've worked for it mm -hmm. so I've really enjoyed that yeah and like the other piece is just like your brain doesn't rest right oh, like yeah. there'll be times where stuff on your mind. yeah like Francesco <laughs> and I'll like finish up working for a night whatever and call it at 2 a.m 2 30 yeah and then when I wake up back at 7 I realize Francesco was up at 5 and has a new idea whatever <laughs> there's a bunch of messages in the chat so that's the other piece where it's training that way where you're trying to you're trying to stay on top of school and get good grades and whatnot but yeah, yeah. like a lot of your attention what you really care about is this do you like foresee yourselves doing this like after school like this is going to be your job or is it like a side hustle for, i for i right do now? see it i think that we're not like we're, we're definitely trying to attack it as if we can grow big and keep it going because right. this kind of business I don't think can just be a small side hustle yeah. right it's a kind right. of thing where like you really got to go full out or it's just not going to go anywhere yeah so I I'd like to continue it on hopefully yeah, yeah. if it goes well we're going to keep going uh the nice thing is I'm glad we started kind of early yeah. because now we can gauge how well it's going and how well we're doing by the time we're graduating in a year and a half uh, for you half a year yeah half a year right yeah. accelerated to Agreed to get out of here and keep working on <laughs> yeah balance. there you go yeah do you find it easier to work on it because it's like your own thing like as opposed to working on your internship sometimes you're like okay like how much does this really benefit me or, or is it still just t equally as tough i was gonna say i think it's i think it's 50 50 because like a lot of the work you do at a big company like you make a small change and you see millions of dollars of change or you can get things quantified in such a large scale where yeah. if Francesco goes and tweaks the code or we change the business model where we know we can make more money, like the time it takes to have that rollout and prove that it makes money. Sometimes when you're grinding at 2 a.m., it's a little bit difficult to kind of get that same high off of it. But it's uh, I think it's a situation in itself where each thing has its own benefits and mm -hmm. cons and where it's at right now, I think the pros weigh the cons yeah yeah bound, so it's worth putting the time in like yeah, I, right. I think if my internship were to ask me to work till like 10 or 11 p.m every night there'd yeah. be no <laughs> yeah you could kick rocks yeah, yeah. <laughs> my last job as soon as 5 30 hit i'm out yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um so you guys briefly touched on it but 
how exactly, how, what are all the ways that you make money off of Bounce? So the first way is we have a very small fee on top of event tickets. Okay. Uh, we keep our fees still lower than ChatterUp, Eventbrite, okay. any other platform you see out there. Uh, most of the fee is actually paying our payment processor. We just take a very, very, very small cut off that. Okay. And then other than that, we have our event upgrades. So if you want to be able to send text messages as notifications, you'll pay like 10 bucks or something. So is that okay. like a premium version? Yeah. It, yeah. Like, it's like, like you, essentially, okay. you essentially have all these different upgrades. And so it allows us to run small parties as well as big conferences. Okay. If you want to run a big conference, maybe you want to have a photo gallery for your event. Maybe you want to have a group chat for your event. Maybe you want to be able to send notifications to everyone. So mm -hmm. having these upgrades allows anyone to use our platform, no matter the type of event. Would that yeah. upgrade, like on that premium version, would that be on a per event basis or an account basis? Per event basis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you'd essentially, uh, you'd host an event and then you can add whatever upgrades you want to that right. event. Yeah. It really is like a pay as you go and pay for what you need, right? Because right. if you, like, I know you're on the basketball team, so if you guys have, like, a fundraiser or charity, yeah. you can have tickets to different things at no cost or whatever. Okay. And then if you go and run a conference the next day, you can buy an event package to text all your attendees, right? Mm -hmm. And it really is contingent right. on what you're doing at that given time. And we found that that flexibility really resonates with most people Yeah. versus yeah, just having a very basic, like, hey, you can buy a ticket off this platform, but if you want anything else, you have to go to another platform and go to another platform. Right. Yeah. And that's what really sucked, because Francesco and I have run a bunch of conferences at Queens. Yeah. And the fact that you have to get one conference using like six platforms yeah, for yeah, chats and stuff, it's, it's yeah, absolutely it's mental. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks, hey, yeah. It yeah. sucks as a delegate too. You go to a conference, yeah. like, all right, download this Facebook app, this <laughs> chat app, yeah, and you see like, this, you're like, what do you want with yeah. that? Exactly. And then nobody touches any of it, right? Right. But if you, if you take a look at like how we came up with this is we took that straight need and we said, this sucks, how do we aggregate everything and then make it prettier? Yeah. So we're working on different things like Uber integration as well, right? So now if you have a social, you can click a button, get an Uber um, to like take you to your event. Yeah, yeah, right there, that's right? awesome. So yeah. super, super simple things that fundamentally make sense to be together. Yeah. We were just smart enough and like flexible enough to be able to do it. No, 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 another big, sorry to interrupt. No worries. <laughs> another big thing that we're working on right now is really reaching out to different uh, small third parties around Kingston, especially for now, but as, uh, as we go to other cities, obviously there, for uh, these kind of uh, second half of these event upgrades where it's like you can rent DJ, uh, DJs, speakers. Yep. Uh, so a few other ones we're looking at now is like photographers. Mm -hmm. Uh, graphic, design, yeah, graphic designers anything that you would need for an event so that well, it really amazing. removes the need to go anywhere else so yeah. you can do everything through our platform have you had success reaching out to people within Kingston yeah I don't think we've had or I don't think I know we haven't had anyone say no yeah right essentially we reached out to Chris Jones and everyone immediately sees the value add yeah because again you're at Queens and everyone's starting all these different ventures yeah yeah and if everything can piece into one and you can drive adoption to everybody mm -hmm. it makes sense like we recently just looked at hover okay. as well and hover uses drones to take footage of houses because aerial shots of houses are shown to sell houses better okay but if you run a charity run etc that's some pretty sweet video that you want to throw onto your website or into your 
like after event video yeah so having them on the platform being able to use that service yeah makes sense we get a revenue cut of people buying it off of our site yeah and then we help the kind of entrepreneurship and the venture ecosystem more around grow for so sure super yeah. super nice that way have you have like actual people used your app have you like heard any feedback from what people thought from your app or from your website just the website right now right the app's still in development yeah okay so you haven't had anyone actually use it yet? So not not on the app itself, but okay. we've been running around with the website itself. Okay. And the feedback's been really, really positive. Yeah. Everyone likes the color scheme. Everybody likes the flow and the simplistic kind of nature of it. Yeah. Um, we're still kind of catching one-off bugs here and there, right? Because yeah. we're adding all these functionalities that right. differentiate us. Yeah. But apart from that, all the feedback's been really, really positive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so right now it's kind of, we've run just mostly small parties, events, things like that. Just things where there's not any high risk. It's not like if suddenly it crashed, like we'd be like down a ton of money and like yeah. it'd be like this big stressful situation. So mm -hmm. so how do you approach these people? Like you're just emailing them, messaging them, being like, hey, I, I know you run something that you need, like an event. We have something that can do that for you. It's, yeah. it's honestly a lot of uh, friends and connections that we have at our yeah. Queens network. Mm -hmm. um, it's been mostly Sean right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, and it really is like half calling in favors of, yeah, yeah. hey buddy, like I need you to throw me a bone. And at the end of the day, because our like per ticket sales are cheaper, our per ticket fees are cheaper, like we're saving the people that buy those tickets money. Mm -hmm. right. Right? So we're helping percent. them while they help us. And then for a lot of the people that we don't know, but we know we can benefit to, so some of the other conferences, yeah, it really is just cold emailing, trying to go sit down for a coffee and say, hey, like this is what bounces. I know you guys are going to use Eventbrite, or I know you guys are going to use Cheddar Up. Mm -hmm. If you're going to sell a 5 to $50 ticket, does it make sense to charge a student like X amount of fees because most of the times they're outrageous? Yeah. So the minute you throw what number they have versus the number that we have in all the other upgrades that we've been talking about for the past 20 minutes yeah it's pretty easy for them to say and like oh you're a queen startup on top of that like super easy to jump on board yeah 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 for sure so we discussed kind of how we're similar in that you guys just said you're calling in favors you're reaching out to people you know yeah. so right now you guys are kingston queens like that's you're pretty much all your clients right now that's the exact same problem we have <laughs> i mean we're sending out these podcasts into Queens groups only. We'll see who are all the listeners from, and it's just like a huge red dot over Kingston. So our problem right now is obviously getting that reach outside of there. We're trying to figure out how to do that, but how do you think you guys are going to approach getting outside of here? I mean, if you guys are talking to investors, obviously you're making some noise, and like that's going to help uh, down the road, but like, yeah. what are you guys thinking right now? How do we grow Bounce? I think for... Um one big thing is we really want to reach out to other universities. Yeah. So go where we have a lot of high school buddies. So for me, that'd be like Dal and Western. Mm -hmm. Start building it out there, getting brand ambassador programs going there, really getting it pushed out. And then from there, starting to move more to the bigger cities uh, out of the university mm -hmm. experience and so on. But university, and like we can see with Tilt, it was really easy to pick up on right away because... People love hosting events. People love hosting parties around here. So it's really easy to quickly gain traction with something like this. I don't really know about Tilt, but did they have success like outside of the university bubble? 
They did, but not as much as Queens. Oh yeah? yeah. Queens was like their like holy grail of like university. Yeah, Queens was like the capital of tilt. Yeah. yeah. We, we, a bunch we, of beauties, eh? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> so I don't even we, know if it was used for events. So it was just every party I was like expecting a yeah, tilt thing yeah, at this point. Yeah. 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 yeah, we we chatted with uh the head of growth at Tilt okay. and he was like, Man, Queens was like everything we wanted for Tilt. Yeah. It was like you guys yeah. like we, you guys had already hit the end goal for Tilt. Yeah. And everywhere else we were trying to get there. Really? And there was a few other schools that it was really big too. Um, yeah, like Harvard in the States was really, really, yeah. really well. Just because of all the student clubs and mm-hmm. the same reality yeah. of everybody wants to start something, right? Yeah. yeah. How'd you talk to the head of growth at Tilt? Was that hey, listen, we know you guys kind of <laughs> failed out, but we're trying to do the same thing here. Got any advice for us? Yeah. Um, it was just a one-off connection of somebody who knew somebody. And then we ended up jumping on a call, gave him the pitch, told him like what we saw went wrong with Tilt and how we tried to change it. Mm-hmm. And that was one of his biggest things where he said the minute they started taking investor money, everything was driven on growth right? and like platform adoption in numbers. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really get to sort out all the technicalities and he said the fact that we're going to do that now and adjust our business model mm-hmm. something that they wish they did a little bit earlier. So mm-hmm. it worked It worked out really, really well. But going back to your like branching out of Queens question, like by nature, bounce is just super easy. Right. Right? You build out of a university area or any university kind of venture house with it where you grow out, everybody graduates and moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And then you start to have that little rollout to some of the bigger cities as everyone right. starts word of mouth spreading. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the other things that we got lucky with is just the alumni network. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like we've been able to kind of capitalize on like different Queens MBA alumni or different like engineering alumni, like Ted yeah. Graham's a really big one Yeah. where they, they have extensive experience at PwC or McKinsey, et cetera. So being able to just call them out and say, Hey, you need a little bit of help where this is what we're doing. What do you see? They have connections beyond belief. So they'll, they'll throw you a bone and then you're starting to run in Toronto, which is, the goal yeah, yeah. The dream, really. <laughs> it's crazy what happens when you actually pull the trigger and do something exactly and if you just ask someone for help and they'd be actually willing to do it yeah so what's the next steps what are you guys working on right now and what like when can we see bounce out when can i start tapping my card and start, <laughs> start paying for bounce so right now um as we said we're really just trying to weed out any bugs with our website okay. as well as just developing more event upgrades Um, Right now we only have a few, but we want to keep adding more so we can get like these photo galleries going, event group chats, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then from there, uh, our iOS app is looking to be done at about um, mid-April. Sorry, not mid, no. End of April. End of April, yeah. yeah. End of April, we're looking to have the iOS app done. We're really hoping we could have it for St. Patty's Day. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, that would have been gold. Yeah. Yeah. so yeah, website's up right now. If you guys want to go check it out, like definitely bounceapp.org. So, yeah, okay. Check it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can go on there. You can host an event. You can invite your friends. It'll work. Okay. Um, but we're really just trying to get that iOS app moving right okay. now. Okay. Do you have anything else? No, not, not as much. I mean, a lot of people are waiting for the iOS app to drop. Like yeah. we have John Sayers who runs the Brooklyn and runs Trinity. Mm-hmm. And we've had the pleasure of sitting down with him and talking about what his needs are and how we can help him out. What do you have to say? He he likes it. But yeah. his biggest thing is as long as it doesn't fail and he yeah. has to go back to like pencil paper checking people off like yeah. he's yeah. super down to support Queen's students and really likes the idea of what 
bounce is doing. How would it get integrated with a bar? So you pay, and that would be your cover, essentially? Yeah, so it's, it's buying tickets to handle covers, checking people off for bottle service, checking off like male to female ratios when you go into the door because we know where you are. Yeah. So, so are you, not are you trying to get into this? <laughs> Have you sat down with anyone else in the hub? No, John, John was kind of our foot in the door. And yeah. A lot of them really want an iOS hub before anything else. Right. So right. we're really kind of using him as like a product consultant okay. slash he knows what else is happening in the tech space around that. Okay. So he'll help us out that way, but he's really waiting for end of April to come by because he's pretty excited about it. Yeah. We yeah, a lot of a lot of those uh, clubs and bars are really behind on how they handle yeah. tickets. Like a lot of the time, it's like literally like paper, and they're checking off names, and there's like yeah. three hundred names to check off. It's like yeah, yeah, uh, it's ridiculous that they're still using those types of methods. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we really hope we can kind of get into there and get them using this platform. Yeah. But you also got to be bulletproof, right? Like if you goof something on one of the nights where they have four hundred people outside and yeah. the students have kind of had a couple of breeze in them mm-hmm. <laughs> you see yeah exactly and then you have a couple like a little ride yeah. outside because nobody wants to wait outside and it's negative 20 out like, yeah yeah there's also the especially with bars they'll have the concern of the 19 plus if you can actually validate yeah, exactly the person's oh, of yeah, age that's true so let me understand the use case for a bar is it like if they're hosting an event like nowadays how it works like i hosted a conference two months ago we had line skip at ale so we had to go pick up like like you said like 50 tickets and then check everyone that everyone got it but can you use it for like i know i'm going to trinity on saturday for dollar beers so i'm going to pay cover in advance can you do that and when i show up at the door they'll be like you already paid go in you're good so that would be if uh if trinity would want to implement that they totally could on our uh-huh. But that's just like one of the things but you yeah, can do. Yeah. Like okay. we, the way it works is once you buy a ticket, you get a QR code. Mm-hmm. And then from the host's phone, they can scan that QR code to verify it. Mm-hmm. So essentially you'd have a few bouncers uh, that are hosting, that are like set as the host for the event. They'd be scanning QR codes as you come in as well as checking IDs. So okay. it's yeah. kind of like Ticketmaster. It's to, like to, to an extent, yeah. Like the whole QR code thing is... Yeah starting to kind of take hold in the industry in general but yeah it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's really like independent of depending on which bar wants it and what they want to do with it so the conferences at lines and line skips at bars was kind of one of trinity's biggest thing where it's yeah like nobody wants to sit in the arc for three days for four hours of time trying to wait for somebody to come pick up a ticket yeah, right? yeah. With the website, is it still the same thing? Like if someone were to buy a ticket, they get a QR code and scan? Exactly, yeah. So when you buy, so like the website and the iPhone app are totally linked up because Mm -hmm. of that um, simultaneous backend as mentioning. So if you buy a ticket on the website, you see the same ticket on the iOS app. You also get an email with your ticket in there. So if you can't use the iOS app, if the website you can't get to the website for some reason you still got your email so right. no matter what you have that ticket and the tickets are more if the host wants to use them like when till was running they never had a sort of ticket method like the host would just see the names yeah which we found was kind of annoying sometimes because like you're coming to a party the host is scrolling through looking for your name or searching it this way you can scan a qr code there's you can't fake a qr code you can't double it so that way you always know this person's coming in, they're not lying about who they are, uh, and so on. You know they paid. What's your biggest concern moving forward? Because, like, all of us love Till, but it felt, well, it didn't fall under, it got acquired, but, like, what would you guys be concerned about as you guys grow, as you get bigger? Like, what are the bigger issues that you'll have to face? I think it's not falling 
to the same mistakes that they did where it's once you start getting a lot more traction and a lot of people know who you are everyone wants to see growth and everyone wants to see how you're moving with users jumping on board mm -hmm. yeah and the minute we get stuck in that cycle it really is a vicious cycle where you just that's all we focus on 24 7 and the way that tech is right now it's really easy for people to make changes to their platforms and come back and fill another niche so if we get wrapped up in it and lose our advantage of all our functionalities and our the fact that we can iterate quicker and be able to kind of push upgrades etc out like we lose any competitive advantage that we really had yeah it's like if you think of uh what was that app called the um the the trivia app where you go oh, trivia hq HQ yeah. Oh, yeah hq that was like it blew up so quick yeah. and it was valued at a ridiculous amount yeah. because so many people hopped on but same thing they died super quick as well because they had no way of making money and they were just worried about that growth yeah and so they were throwing money out like they were literally, literally giving money away yeah, like, <laughs> they were like they had no way to make money and so they died out right away yeah. Are they dead fully now? No, I think they're still going. Because I, I thought, like, now they have, like, sponsors. Like, yeah. the questions are sponsored by this. And but that. that's the thing, because everyone loved the fact that it was free. Then they implemented this too late when they had all these users, and now no one wants to do it anymore because it's not the same free yeah. Yeah. service you have. Right. Nobody wants to see sponsors everywhere, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Um, we usually like to end with giving you guys the floor. So anything you want to talk about, want to, want to promote, that's all you. Uh, definitely just go check out our website, bounceapp.org. Again, like bounce, B-O-U-N-C-E-A-P-P.org. Uh, it's a pretty dope website. <laughs> Hope you like it. Uh, if you find any issues, if you have any suggestions, please let us know. There's a contact form on there as well. I'd love to have anyone. Yeah, we're always looking forward to people reaching out and collaborating with us. So if you have any ideas or find that your startup or whatnot can work well with us we're open to hearing it awesome awesome thank you All so right. much guys thank you guys yeah, thank you. my pleasure oh, yeah that was that was dope man thanks a lot thank you with that i'm out.